History was always my favourite subject at school because I figured out that they can't make you do it in school, the teachers. They can't make you do history. It's, it's not possible. Like, like If you've got maths, boy, they're going to make you do some maths in this lesson. You're going to be doing sums. You're going to be adding up, taking away, carrying the one. Do you remember that one? Carry the one. I've got to carry the one. I'm carrying numbers around in this lesson, sir. All day I'm carrying around this one. I've got a 13 over here. i got a 7 over there. You know the amount of work you have to do as a kid in double maths? It's like, oof. It's horrendous. They can make you do maths. They can make you do science. They can make you do English. They can't make you do history. It's already been done. You can't do history. They have to tell you what the history was before they can even dream of making you start to do anything. Your first day in history class, you ain't going to be doing nothing. What can they possibly ask you to do? They have to tell you what happened before they can make you do any work. At the very least, history should be 50% not doing anything. Apart from like listening. And that's easy. Have to carry any numbers around. Algebra was the worst. This is how messed up school is. They make you do all this. They was making me do algebra. At like 14 years old. You know algebra like X plus Y equals 4 minus C plus 10. I remember being like, sir. Why are we bringing letters in here? So the, did you think I mastered the numbers to the degree? Oh, this is too easy for me, sir, with just numbers. Please, start adding A and Y and X and emojis in there. Please, sir. You know? It's like I'm 14 years old. Why are the numbers in disguise? If X equals Y, then 4 must be 6. Shut up. Why am I doing this at 14? Why am I cracking complicated alphanumerical codes at 14 when is this going to come in handy like really algebra at 14 and the teacher will be like yes but if x equals y then y must be x minus 4 <laughs> sir i am 14 if I am 14, why must I be doing the Da Vinci Code, sir? <laughs> History is being told what happened. And that should be fun, right? History is story time for adults. Okay, who doesn't love a good story? You remember when you were a kid? And they would read you a story, your parents. Or you read your children a story. You know, and it's always like, and the duck took the geese down the lane. You know, and you listen. That's what history is for adults. You know, it's like Hitler took his tanks and he took them south down the road. Right? It's the same thing. History is story time for adults. Because you can't listen to stories your whole life. Imagine if you if you just spent your whole life 
just reading storybooks, right? People would think you're a loser. You're just reading stories about fairies and toadstools and or your whole life. People would think you're a loser, but if you spend your whole life studying history, people are like, oh, you're this incredible human being. Here are some leather patches to put on the corners of your jacket where your elbows are so everyone knows that you're an incredible person. Why? What's the difference between history and story time? The difference is truth. History actually happened. History has to be true. And the pursuit of truth is a noble profession, and every single human being recognizes that. It's the difference between human beings and animals. We recognize the value of truth. There isn't a single animal that cares about the history. There isn't a cat that cares about the history of cats. They don't want to know what happened previously to other cats. They don't care. They're not interested. Well, how is that relevant? Try and make a cow understand history. You can't do it. Human beings, we understand. We understand very clearly how important the truth is. If you tell someone that the Holocaust didn't happen, they will kick you in the neck. Because they understand how dangerous it is to ignore or try and change what happened. And let me tell you something, over the course of history, they have attempted to change what happened in their telling of the history. And that's where this history podcast is coming out from, ladies and gentlemen. I went looking for the great deceptions that the historians of this generation have inflicted upon the general public. And I, a stand-up comedian with a tutu from Bristol University, West of England, <laughs> am on to them. <laughs> the greatest historical minds align to you, ladies and gentlemen, but they didn't count on me coming for them. They saw me with a tutu from Bristol University, West of England, and they said, this guy ain't going to catch us. And boy, were they wrong. I was pulling a mind game on you, history professors. You thought I was getting a tutu and messing around and not really paying attention. And whilst that was true, now that I'm older and I've looked back at history using the skills that you gave me, I've realized that you are lying to people on a massive scale. The first episode, we will start with the biggest lie they ever told you in history. And you will see, using your logical thought, you will listen to the words that I say and you will go, hang on a second. Alistair's telling us the truth here. Because I am going to be telling you the truth in this podcast. I may have got a tutu, so I might get the occasional date wrong. <laughs> I really do struggle with dates. That's the only part of history that I'm fuzzy on. The dates. And I realize it's a key part. It's one of the reasons why. I've snuck away with a tutu. Oh, that was always my problem in history. It's such a sad problem to have because I just wouldn't know that... I would know what happened. But, but I wouldn't know the exact date because I wasn't interested in the boring details like 1947 and 1542. And that's absurd. This is maths. You've got numbers in here. It's supposed to be history. You know, so I wasn't interested. But if you don't know precisely when something happened, no one takes you seriously as a historian. Right? You have to know the dates. Would you listen to a historian that came into a school or something and said, Hello, children. My name is Professor Barnes. I am an expert on the Second World War. Any questions? Yes, uh, Mr. Barnes. Uh, when was the Second World War? Um, oh. <laughs> so, hang on. Oh, hang on. <laughs> 
When was the Second World War? Um, oh, come on. <laughs> Professor, when was the Second World War? Ah, uh, God, come on, one second. Uh, second, come on. Uh, Nineteen two is one hundred and six, and everyone was in the mix. Come, you, know? <laughs> you know, when you have like a little rhyme to remember something. If 97, 102, <laughs> the Hitler's tanks were 42. It was... <laughs> you need to know the time that something happened. If you want people to think that you know what you're talking about, you need to know the time that it happened because that's how you check if it's true. You get the exact year that something happened and then you check, well, what, what other stuff was going on around this time in that year? And does it support the thing that I believe happened? And if it all, like, was Henry VIII the King of England at this time? Well, who was the Queen of England at this time? His wife, okay? It's looking good. You know what I mean? That's how you tell if something or not is true. You find out the time that it happened. And then you check if it fits in with everything else that happened around this time. For example, if you go to the police station and you run in there and you go, some crazy bitch just hit me in the side of the head at the cinema. Right? First question they're going to ask you. Okay, ma'am, and, and what time was this? That's the first question. If the police, if a detective wants to find out if something is true, the first question they ask is, okay, what time did this happen? And then they're going to go and check that the time you said it happened, what was happening at this point, at this time, it doesn't matter what you say. The policeman's first question is always, what time did this take place? You can come out with some ridiculous nonsense. You can go to the police station and be like, I was just in the car park and uh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex bit my car in half. And the policeman will be like, okay, and what time did this happen? It doesn't matter what you say. Therefore... Somebody dressed as a chicken just ran into my garden and let off fireworks. Okay, madam, what time was this? Same question every time. You want to find out if something's true? You need to know what time it happened. Time is a crucial factor in determining the truth. The time is a crucial factor for determining the truth, not just in history, but in science. Name me a scientific experiment that doesn't start with the date and the time at the top. The first thing you learn in science at school, you put the date and you put the time before you do an experiment. And then during the experiment, we boiled the water for this amount of time and it reached this temperature and you can copy the experiment and the same thing happens. The time is a crucial component of any medical trial. Well, we gave them the drug at this time and then after three days this happened and after seven days this happened. It's all about the time. The time is critical in determining the truth. Specifically in history, you must know the time if you are going to be a historian. Are you with me so far? Also, in order for something to be true, everyone has to agree, okay, this is true. This is why we use the time and the date. For example, what year is it now? What year is it? It's 2021. Okay, does everyone agree that it's 2021? Okay, the time now is 2021. 
let me ask you the first question of the podcast. The time is 2021. 2021 what? 2021 bottles of beer on the wall. 2021 bottles of beer. You take one down and pass it around. 2020 bottles of beer on the wall. No. It's 2021 years. The year is 2021. It is 2021 years since what? Since the beginning of time. The beginning of time takes place 2021 years ago. And they don't teach you about it in history. If I ask a hundred people, when does time begin? Do you think I will get the same response? I will get a hundred different answers. But time begins in the same place. It doesn't move. Do you know how long it took me to figure out how time, when time begins? This was the first question I asked myself. I said, I'm going to do a history podcast. I'm going to go back to the beginning of time. And I asked myself, when does time begin? When does time begin? Do you think Google tells you the truth? Google was the most incredible search engine in the world. They have access to all of human history, digitally databased. And when you ask Google a question, they cross-reference everything they know and they give you the answer. Ask Google, type into Google, when does time begin? They start answering a different question. Type into Google, when does time begin? They go, oh, the clocks change in the UK at 5 p.m. <laughs> if you notice, Google does that. If you ask Google a question that they, that they don't want you to know the answer to, all of a sudden they didn't understand the question. Google, what is the capital of France? Capital of France is Paris. Google, how many legs does the spider have? The spider has eight legs. <laughs> Google, is Hillary Clinton linked to any crimes, specifically with victims committing suicide? Hillary Clinton is 64 years old. <laughs> Uh, Hillary Clinton is the first female Secretary of State. It's like, um, I didn't ask that. And one of these questions is, when does time begin? You ask Google when time begins. They go, oh, 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 the clocks go forward at 10, man. Okay, I'm asking, when does time begin? When does human history begin? If the year is 2021, time begins. 2021 years ago. It's 2021. How do we know that it's 2021? Because we are all counting. We are counting the years and we are counting up. Does everyone agree that time is going up? Next year will be 2022. We are counting up. If we were counting down, it would be obvious where the beginning of time is. Five, four, three, two, our beginning of time. It would be obvious, but we're counting up. But it's just as obvious. We are counting away. We're getting further away from the beginning. Something happens at the beginning of time. 
that causes time to begin. And we all agree that time begins in the same place. Everyone who's living in 2021 agrees that time begins in the same place. Everyone knows when time begins, except it would seem Google. Google has no idea when time begins. Imagine you're explaining what year it is to an alien. So you tell the alien, listen, it's 2021. The alien says, what, what do you mean? 2021 what? 2021 years. It's 2021 years since the beginning. Oh, so the earth is 2021 years. No, no, no. There was human beings around before the beginning. Okay, so why does time begin? 2021 years ago. Did you know that the year when time begins has a name? Did you know that? Yeah, there's a year with a name. Instead of a number, there's a name in there. I bet you don't know what it is. It's Latin. There's a whole sentence in Latin instead of a, of a number. You know, like algebra, where they swap out the numbers for the letters? There's a whole sentence instead of a number. It's the only year with a name. Do you think this might be a significant year? They don't tell you about this year in history. Oops a daisy, huh guys? With the leather patches on the old elbows. I am an expert historian, I know everything. When does time begin? Oh, the mists of time are vague around the beginning of time. Don't worry, university historians from Harvard and the University of Cambridge. The man with the tutu from Bristol, West of England is coming. Okay? You guys can't quite figure out when time begins or why time begins. Historians disagree. That's what it says. You put into Google. You type into Google the name that is on the year when time begins and say, what year was the man with this name born? They say, oh, nobody knows. Historians disagree about the birth of this man. There's only one man in all of history that they won't teach you about in history. And it's the man with the name that changes time. It's the man with the name who causes time to begin again that they can't teach you about in history. The year that time begins has a name and they don't teach you about it in history. One man changed time, and they don't teach you about him in history. They can't, because if they taught you about him in history, you would know the truth about when time begins. Every single historian knows when time begins. You know how difficult it is to find when time begins? Time begins in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's written there in time. Anno Domini Nostri Jesu Christi. 
That's the name of the year when time begins. It's Latin for the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ was born in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was born in a year with his own name on it. But they don't teach you about him in history. I'm serious, man. You type into Google, when was Jesus Christ born? Do you know what it says? Do you know how, how stupid Google becomes if you ask it any question to do with Jesus? I'm like, when was Jesus Christ born? Google goes, oh, historians disagree. Some say Jesus may have been born in the year 4 BC. Some say 2 BC. Some say 4 AD. Some say he wasn't born at all. It's like, you know how ridiculous that is? When was Jesus Christ born? Oh, no one knows. He may have been born four years before himself or two years after himself or two years before himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ was born in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's right there on the calendar. It's the only year with a name. You can't find it. If you're looking at a calendar... Of all the years in human history, right in the middle of the calendar is a year called the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every year after this year is labelled 1 AD, 2 AD, 3 AD. Do you know what that means? This is one year after the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is two years after the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every year before the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, when time begins, is labelled, this is one year before Christ. This is two years before Christ. This is three years before Christ. And you type into Google, when was Jesus Christ born? They go, oh, historians disagree. <laughs> if you are a historian that does not know the year that Jesus Christ was born, sack yourself. Sack yourself. Jesus Christ was born in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every year after it is pointing backwards to Jesus Christ is that way. Every year before it says Jesus Christ is over there. And then right in the middle is the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you're saying to a historian, when was Jesus Christ born? And they're looking at this information like, hmm, pass me my spectacles. <laughs> I may be sometime. We will be burning the candles at both ends tonight. I doubt we'll get any sleep searching for an answer in this, the murky mists of time. <laughs> Do you know how easy it is as a historian to figure out when Jesus Christ is born? Imagine you are an expert in Where's Wally books. You're an expert in the Where's Wally books and they hand you a Where's Wally book. Okay, this Where's Wally book is in black and white. Okay, the whole book is in black and white except for Wally. Wally is in full color. He is also in the center of every page. And surrounding Wally, every other character on the page is pointing like this. Wally's over there. And then someone comes along and says, I am an expert in Where's Wally books. I'm the best looker at and reader of Where's Wally in the history of Where's Wally. I've studied Where's Wally books my whole career. And they open this Where's Wally book. Where's Wally on this? I can't help you. 
<laughs> Nobody knows where Wally is. Each page is a mystery. <laughs> Google knows the answer to everything. Google is the smartest smartest search engine in the world. Hey, Google, when was Henry VIII born? Henry VIII was born in the bloody, 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 blah. How tall was a Diplodocus? A Diplodocus was one mile tall and it stood on its hind legs with most of its weight in the four quarters. When was Jesus Christ born? Oh, help! No one knows. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? You ask Google a question about Adolf Hitler, they, get, they know all the answers. They can tell you about Adolf Hitler in 4K. They can tell you what he had for breakfast on Tuesday morning, the day after the Second World War started. They know everything. Julius Caesar, oh, Julius Caesar was born 100 years BC. He moved from X to Y. His hair was shiny and his boots were nice. <laughs> they know everything about... All of a sudden, Jesus comes along. All the mists of time have veiled. <laughs> All of a sudden, the history is lost. It's confusing. When was Jesus born? No one knows. Jesus was born in the year of our Lord Jesus. You can't find it? <laughs> oh dear, I'm sorry. It's too obvious. It's too obvious of a lie when you stop and you think about it. Your history teacher will confirm that the Battle of Hastings took place in the year 1066. They will confirm that Julius Caesar was the Emperor of Rome in the year 45 BC. They won't tell you when Jesus was born. It's like, wait a minute. So you know that the Battle of Hastings took place 1066 years after the birth of Jesus. And you know that Julius Caesar was the Emperor of Rome 45 years before the birth of Jesus. But you don't know when Jesus was born? <laughs> every date in history revolves around the birth of jesus if you don't know when jesus was born then you don't know when the second world war took place oh the second world war was taking place in 1941 1941 what years after jesus was born if you don't have jesus you don't have time How have I figured this out with a 2-2? How have I figured out that every historical date revolves around Jesus, yet historians disagree when Jesus was born? All of a sudden, Google is this idiot when you ask it a question about when Jesus was born. Honestly. You ask it any question, it's a genius. You said, when was Jesus was born? All of a sudden, you end up in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Aye, Jesus. Some pray man say tell of a name of Jesus. Some say he were born 604 years ago. Some say he were born 605. Nay, some say he weren't born at all. But I've heard a name of the man of Jesus. <laughs> Every single date in human history revolves around Jesus including your birthday whatever your birthday is what information does your birthday tell you oh it tells me the day that I was born how it tells you the precise number of days months and years after the birth 
of Jesus that you were born. The reason you know when you were born is because you know when Jesus was born and you're just counting up from there. So say you were born in 1994. Okay, so you were born 1994 years after Jesus was born. Do you see what I mean? The only reason you know when you were born is because you know when Jesus was born and you know when you were born in relation to Jesus. The same way we know that Julius Caesar was born in the year 100 BC because he was born 100 years before Jesus. If you know your date of birth, if you know your date of birth, you know when Jesus was born. Because <laughs> that's the only piece of information your date of birth contains. It's the amount of time after Jesus that you were born. So you know when Jesus was born if you know your own birthday. And everyone in the world knows their own birthday or they're not really them. If you want to convince someone that you're really you, the first question they ask you is what's your date of birth. And you have to know when you were born because everyone knows when they were born. There are two pieces of information that every human being that lives in society is supposed to know. You're supposed to know your name and you're supposed to know your date of birth. It's how that you prove that you're you. If I call up my bank, hello, Mr. Williams, just ask you a couple of security questions before we proceed. Okay, first one, what's your date of birth? Because everyone who is who they say they are will know their date of birth. If you can't say my name's Alistair Williams, what's your date of birth, Mr. Williams? I don't know, right? You're not going to get any money from the bank. You walk in there, you say, I'm Mr. Williams. What's your date of birth, Mr. Williams? <laughs> you have to know straight away what your date of birth is or you ain't you you can't have some time to think about it you can't phone a friend you can't be like hang on hang on hang on it's date of birth if 12th of june is 76 and my birthday is in the mix you can't do that one then either if you're a real person you have to know your name and you have to know your date of birth do you ever think how stupid it is that they give you birth certificates? Why do I need a birth certificate? Oh, it proves that you were born. Oh, is there anyone out there that's not born? You know, oh, I was born. Oh, no, really. Oh, I'm going to need to see some paperwork, sir. How else would you get here? <laughs> oh, yep, this person was definitely born. I've seen the certificate. Uh-huh. If you want to prove that you are who you say you are, you need to know. The exact number of days, months and years after the birth of Jesus Christ that you were born. That's how we validate human beings. That's how we put the stamp of truth. We reference Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And when I look are all the ways in the world that we search for truth. They all revolve around the time. And the time revolves around Jesus. So when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I see what he means. The time, the precise moment in time, in reference to Jesus, is how you prove that something is real. When you go searching for the truth, you will find the time 
wrapped around the truth. Go to a courtroom, watch a murder trial. You know, even watching a murder, see how often the time comes up in a murder trial. Some witness comes to the stand. First question, um, Mr. Jones, where were you on the morning of the 15th of August, 1994, at 15 minutes past 10 in the morning? Like, it's always that. It's always specific time. And how long were you there for? 10 minutes. And then where did you go, sir? Can you remember that? And basically, every question that you ask concerning the time, what you're really asking is, and how long after Jesus did this happen? And then how long after Jesus did that happen? This many years, this many months, this many days after the birth of Jesus, sir, where were you? <laughs> That's the way our legal system works. And the legal system is, is important because when you're on trial, you're searching for the truth. You're searching for the truth. You swear in on the Bible and then you start talking about the, how long after Jesus stuff happened. And most of the people in the room these days probably don't believe in Jesus. Do you see how crazy this is? If you don't believe that Jesus is born when they say Jesus was born, then you don't believe that Julius Caesar was born 100 years before Jesus. You don't believe the Second World War took place 1941 years after Jesus. You don't believe in any of the dates they tell you in history if you don't believe in Jesus. Every date they tell you about in history revolves around Jesus. Like the sun at the center of the universe. And they don't teach you about Jesus in history. Do you see the scale of the lie that we are exposing here, ladies? It seems like a small lie that they don't teach you about Jesus in history. But it's the biggest lie that you've ever been told. And they told it to you when you were like eight years old. You know why? Because when you're old and you look back at this and you go, hang on, it is ridiculous that you didn't tell me about Jesus in history. Bear in mind, every single human being on the planet at one point agreed to change time to revolve around Jesus. Do you think we're living a long way away from Jesus now? We're 2,021 years away from Jesus. And people are starting to forget. They have waited a long time for you to forget about Jesus. They have been trying to scrub out the name of Jesus since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, they've been trying to scrub out the name of Jesus. Did you know that before Jesus was born, they were trying to kill him? Do you know that? King Herod murdered a bunch of children that were beneath a certain age because they knew that Jesus was coming. They'd been told the Savior was coming. And you think the king at the time was like, oh, the guy that's coming to save the people? King Herod was like, well, where's this guy going to be born? I'd, I'd like to go there and uh, worship him myself. I'd like to take a basket of mini muffins to this guy. You know where he's going to be born? Jesus was a baby. They were trying to kill him. Do you think they may have known something that you don't? 2,021 years from Jesus, you're being told to forget. They haven't worked harder to rub anyone out than Jesus Christ. The man who changed time. Time bends the knee to the name of Jesus. Time itself. It says in the Bible that in the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow above the earth and beneath the earth. 
beneath the earth. He's talking to you, dummies. You hear him down there? <laughs> you can't escape Jesus if you want to know what the time is. We're all living in the time of Jesus. And if you want to change that, you have to literally change time. If you want to remove Jesus from history, you have to change time. And you might be thinking, well, you can't change time. Jesus did it. Time runs into Jesus Christ like a wall. Boom! People say, okay, well, in this case, well, I believe that Jesus Christ was a man. I believe that Jesus Christ was born. And I believe that we're living 2,021 years after Jesus. But I don't believe Jesus Christ was the Son of God. What evidence do you have that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? You mean, what evidence do I have that Jesus Christ was the Son of God? Besides the fact that he literally changed time. Besides the fact that Jesus took time and made it revolve around himself. Do you know why they called the year that Jesus was born the year of our Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know why they called every year after this is one year after Jesus, two years, three? So you wouldn't forget about Jesus. That's why. Do you know why you have four days off at Easter? Do you know why you have a big holiday at Easter? Do you know why you have a big holiday at Christmas? So you won't forget. You have a holiday at Easter, so you don't forget that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Most people, they have no idea that that's what Easter is about. They think it's about chocolate eggs. They think it's about chocolate eggs. You ask a kid, what's Easter about? They go, chocolate eggs. It's like, man. <laughs> They're like, listen, we can't have people forget that Jesus rose from the dead. It's obviously a critical part in human history, right? Let's give them three days off. Let's give them three days off so they don't go to work here. They don't go to work there. They don't go to work there. We have a festival. You know, there's a big family dinner. There's loads of stuff going on. We make sure they don't forget that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. How did they get out of that? They went, here you go, kids, here's a chocolate egg. And just like that, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was hidden through history. The, the veils of time are murky again. You want evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Shall we get started on the miracles? Because Jesus Christ is the only man that rose from the dead and he did so many other spectacular things during his life that people have forgotten that he rose from the dead. It's like, oh, hey, Jesus, do you remember when you rose from the dead? Oh, yeah, 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 Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I healed the paralyzed man on Tuesday. I did the water and the wine, died on the crop. Thursday, yeah, rose from the dead. Yeah, that was the one. This guy rose from the dead. And not only is it not a career highlight, most people don't even remember. Jesus Christ changed time. Jesus Christ walked through death. Boof. Walked through death. Changed time. Usurped by a Capri's cream egg. <laughs> Damn you, chocolate mini eggs. Well played, Satan. Well played with the mini eggs, man. I'll give you the mini eggs, Satan, but that's it. Do you know the reason why most people don't believe about Jesus? It's because they don't teach you about him in history. Is there any other historical figure 
that you can think of that people don't believe in apart from Jesus? Like Henry VIII. He's from, is that a load of BS, Henry VIII? Is that like Julius Caesar, Emperor of Rome, bald guy? You buying this? You just, every other figure from history you believe in because they tell you about them in history. You don't double check when they tell you about someone in history. You know, they say Henry VIII was a big fat guy and he was the king of England. You, you just write it down. You go, Henry VIII, big fat guy, king of England, right? You're not sitting there going, wait a minute, sir. So you're telling me this guy was fat and he had his wife? This doesn't sound likely. You believe absolutely everything they tell you in history. Matter of fact, if you don't believe what they tell you in history, people will think you're a lunatic. If you don't believe in Henry VIII, people will think you've lost him. And try and convince someone that Henry VIII ain't real. Walk up to one of your friends and be like, hey, Dave, come here, man. Listen, they're lying to us. About Henry VIII. They lied to us about Henry. Meet me in a car park. <laughs> People will think you've lost it. Everyone believes what they tell you about in history because everyone knows that the history is true. In history, they tell you about what happened. That's why they don't teach you about Jesus in history. And they say, well, Alistair, they teach you about Jesus and religious education. Yeah, why? Why? They don't mind you... Figuring out, they don't mind teaching you that some people believe that Jesus did this, or some people believe that Jesus did that. They just don't want to teach you the history because the history says that Jesus Christ performed miracles. That's what the history says. The history says Jesus Christ healed the blind man and restored his sight this is from several different sources the history doesn't say that the blind man came up to jesus and said oh jesus i can't see and jesus went oh, oh i'm sorry man i can't help you get some spectacles okay that's not what it says the history says that jesus restores the sight of the blind man the history says that jesus restores the ability to walk to the man that was paralyzed they can't teach you about what it says in history because you don't believe in miracles. The reason why you don't believe in miracles is because they don't teach you about them in history. And I understand people, listen, I don't believe that the guy healed this. I don't believe that he rose from the dead. I don't believe, I don't believe in miracles. Listen, if Jesus Christ was the Son of God, would he be able to perform miracles? Let me ask you another question. If Jesus Christ was the Son of God, would he be able to stop time? Uh-huh, yeah, he would. If Jesus Christ was the Son of God, would he be able to perform miracles? Yes, he would. Yet people don't believe in him because he performed miracles. Jesus can't win. If Jesus didn't perform any miracles, guess what people would say about him? Guess why they wouldn't believe he was the Son of God? If Jesus didn't perform any miracles, people would be like, well, if Jesus was the Son of God, why didn't he heal the, heal the blind man? Why didn't he heal the paralyzed man? Why didn't he heal the sick if he was the Son of God? He walks around doing it, and it's like, well, I don't believe he healed the sick man. He can't win. It's actually a criminal job that they are doing in history, having kids come out of history class and not believe in Jesus. It's criminal. The only historical character people don't... How do you not believe in Jesus? It's like, do you believe in the Romans? Do you believe in the Romans? Or do you think that was made up? No, the Romans are real. Okay, the Romans executed Jesus. How do you deal with that... 
if you don't believe in Jesus. Let me guess. The Romans are real and they're part of history and they're walking along until they execute Jesus and then oh, no one could see what happens there. And then the Romans come back again after they've executed Jesus. Emperor Nero was famous for setting fire to Christians along the road. These Christians, just after Christ, these Christians refused to worship Caesar as a god because they were true Christians and Emperor Nero had them crucified along the road and lit up like tiki torches. This is part of history. If Jesus Christ isn't real, why are his followers being executed by the Emperor of Rome if Jesus Christ didn't exist? There's a coffee shop named after the Emperor Nero. It's called Cafe Nero. Do you believe in Cafe Nero? Do you believe that you can get a coffee in Cafe Nero? Okay, good. So you understand that Emperor Nero was real. So, so let me get this straight. You don't believe the part where he was crucifying Christians? Because it's to do with Jesus. Have you heard the name Pontius Pilate? Do you know the reason why you've heard the name Pontius Pilate? Because that's the man that executed Jesus. Do you believe that Pontius Pilate was real? And if you're saying, no, I don't believe that Pontius Pilate was real, let me ask you a question. Why not? Why not? Pontius Pilate was the fifth Roman governor of Judea. His name was Pontius Pilate. Let me ask you a question. If you don't believe in Pontius Pilate, why not? What is your reason for not believing in Pontius Pilate other than the fact that he's the man that executed Jesus, therefore you don't want to concede that he existed? If, let me ask you another question. If you don't believe that Pontius Pilate was the fifth Roman governor of Judea, who do you think was? Who was your list of suspects? Okay? Because you obviously you think something ill is afoot here. Pontius Pilate wasn't really the fifth Roman governor of the province of Judea. Well, who was, in your opinion? What about the guy before him? Was he, was he real? What about the sixth Roman governor of Judea? Was he real? How many other Romans aren't real? What about all these other Romans that interacted with Pontius Pilate? Are they all made up as well? You start taking Jesus out of history, before you know it, you're going to have to stop believing in hundreds of thousands of people that you have no reason to stop believing in. You have no reason not to believe in Pontius Pilate. Therefore, if you believe in Pontius Pilate, well, then you must believe in Jesus because the only reason you've even heard of Pontius Pilate is because he's the man that history says executed Jesus. Saying, well, I believe in Pontius Pilate, but I don't believe in Jesus is like saying, listen, I believe in Bubbles the monkey, but who the hell is Michael Jackson? <laughs> Jesus Christ was a man. A real man. The most real man there is. Is there another name that stopped time? Is there another name... On every single year in human history? No. Okay? There is no name above Jesus. In all of human history, there is no name above Jesus. Jesus Christ was a man. He told you that he was the Son of God and that you should follow him. What did he do? He went around healing people and telling people to love each other. That's what Jesus Christ did. And he told you to follow him. And they executed him for healing people, for telling people to follow him. 
and for telling you that he was the Son of God. Jesus knew that by saying that he was the Son of God, they were going to execute him. He still went around telling you that he was the Son of God. And when asked about this, Jesus said, look, I'm doing this for your benefit. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus would say, it's, there is an incident where Jesus healed a paralyzed man. And as he heals the paralyzed man, he tells him that his sins are forgiven. And all the religious leaders overhear this and they're like, they're making that sort of a noise, you know, like, you know, like outrage or whatever. And Jesus Christ knows what they're thinking. And he tells them, listen, I know what you're thinking. He says, do you think, is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? He says, I'm telling you that your sins are forgiven so that you know the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. In this exchange, Jesus is letting us know that he is telling everyone that he is the Son of God for our benefit, not his. Jesus knows what's going to happen to him because he is saying your sins are forgiven. Jesus knows the way it's going to go. He's doing it for our benefit. This is another thing they don't teach you about in history because they don't teach you about Jesus in history. But Jesus was known for saying that he did not come to judge mankind, but to save it. The message that Jesus had for you that they buried in history is one designed to save you, to save your eternal soul. It's the most important piece of history that there is. I don't teach it to you about in history. Most of you listening probably have no idea what Jesus said or what Jesus did. You probably haven't investigated it because the Bible is a long book. The Bible is a very long book. But it happens to contain all the answers to any problem that you could ever have. Including the problems we're facing today. You probably think, well, Alice, what? Global world government, cashless society... Have to have an injection. I can't go to the shops. I bet that's not in the Bible. It's all in there. All of that's in there. You won't believe what's in the Bible. But most people haven't read the Bible because it's a long, dusty old book. You know, and everyone's like, wants like minute long videos. So people, you send someone a video that's 15 minutes long. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> you send someone a video that's like five minutes long. They're like, God, jeez, fuck, just tell me what it is. You know what I mean? Like you're going to send them a 6,000-page book from 3,000 years ago and they're going to read it. The Bible happens to be the Word of God. The Bible is instructions from God to you on how to live a happy life. Just most people haven't read it because they can't be bothered to read a long book. If God sent you a text, you'd read it. <laughs> but God wrote you a long book, so you're like, nah. Listen, voice note me or something, but keep it short. Don't get me wrong. If you've read the Bible and you decide, ah, it's a load of rubbish, then fine. I respect your opinion. 
But if you never picked it up, and you're like, ah, it's probably junk. Like, wait, wait a minute, they told you it was the word of God and you couldn't be bothered to check? Okay. <laughs> and you wonder why we're having problems in this generation. Tell me this ain't the truth. Right? Most people don't believe in God because they can't be bothered. They can't be bothered. They can't be bothered to check. If you read the whole Bible, you would know whether it's a load of nonsense. You just can't be, you can't be bothered. Just be honest. So I don't believe in God. It's like, do you want to read this book that God wrote? How long is it? 6,000 pages. Uh, nah, I don't believe. So there's no point in reading it. Well, you might believe. You might read the pages and be like, oh, yeah, I believe. Ah, nah, nah, I just don't believe. I'm, like, ah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Like believing in God's hard work. People don't want to do the hard work. It's like, oh, think about it. Do you want to believe in God or not? If I believe in God, what do I have to do? You have to read this long book and you have to follow the rules. Okay? If I don't believe in God, what happens? You don't have to read the book and you don't have to follow the rules. People are like, guess what? <laughs> guess what? I don't, nah, God, nah. I'll tell you what, give me the gist of the Bible, what is it? Okay, Noah, Ark, animals, ah, sounds like a load of road, mate. I'm off down the pub. See you later. Enjoy the Bible, son. Have a good Back in the days of Jesus, everyone believed in God. Everyone. Back in the time of Jesus, if you say, oh, I don't believe in God, they might throw you in a well or something. Like in the Middle Ages. If you said, oh, I don't believe in God, they might set fire to you or something. Now, no one believes in God anymore. We're 2,021 years away from Jesus. This is why I'm starting with Jesus. Not just because Jesus is at the beginning. Not just because Jesus is the most significant, significant character in all of human history. Not just because he stopped time. Not just for those reasons. Although there, there probably aren't enough for some people. Why are you starting with Jesus? <laughs> why are you starting with the man that resurrected himself from the dead and changed time? And is the most famous man in all, all earth. And there's the most history about. And why are you starting with him? Listen, if you skip Jesus out of history like they do to you in school. If you ignore Jesus, if you don't answer the question that, hey, this guy that appears at the beginning of time that says he's the son of God, is he really the son of God? If you don't answer this question, how are you going to get a handle on the rest of human history? Because if God is real, all of human history has changed. These historians, they sit there and they pontificate and they go, mm, Hitler, what a conundrum. Why was Hitler so evil? Why did Hitler do this? And why did Hitler do that? If the devil is real, how long do you need to spend going, why was Stalin evil? Why was Hitler evil? If the devil is real, if God is real, if demons are real, if angels are real, like the Bible says that they are. For example, did Hitler believe in the devil? Did Stalin worship the devil? Did Karl Marx worship the devil? Did Charles Darwin worship the devil? These are questions you should be asking. Because there's quite a few yeses in there between me and you. So, if we skip Jesus out of history, if we skip God out of history. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There is a war that's been going on since the beginning of time. It is a spiritual battle between good and evil. And you, listening to this podcast in 2021, are right in the middle of it. And the answer to all of the problems we're having today is in human history. Specifically, this book they call the Bible. The answer to it all is in there. 
And without it, ladies and gentlemen, you will be lost. For all eternity, you will be lost without the word of God. And that's coming in the next episode of History for Idiots. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I know I did. Yeah, we'll be back with the next episode. We'll be picking off directly from where this one left off. We'll be starting from the very beginning of time. And then we're going to go through all of human history. We'll see what's up. See you later.